Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another lovely episode of Lori Time Podcast. I am once again your humble host, Daniel, joined by my co-host. Your boy, Zach. We are here continuing the October spooktacular that is life. <laughs> the only thing scarier than the lore in real life. Um, just a uh, heads up for everybody. We have an episode that will be coming out on Monday. We were supposed to release it on friday and then we went to like a festival and that kind of looped up our uh, release schedule but uh we have the warhammer 40k story the watcher in the rain as our bonus horror story for this that will be released tomorrow morning um and today you are listening to zach who will be taking over and talking about the the darkness that is bloodborne yes yes very very excited to talk about this uh game and the plot to it it mm-hmm. is a it came out in 2015. Yes, it's a uh, PlayStation exclusive. My God, it's, it is the reason I got a PS4. Actually, mm-hmm. um, it's a From Software game, and From Software is very famous for the Dark Souls uh, series of games, um, the Armored Core games, yes, uh, Bloodborne, uh, Sekiro, um, Elden Ring. They really just kind of hit. <laughs> out a ton of games but the ones they do just kind mm-hmm. of like they're huge money makers um before that uh actually have a very interesting history uh, history as a company mm-hmm. um they were just a software developer uh-huh. obviously it's from software uh, in japan there was a big crash they were like what if we tried making games and now here and, we and they, yeah and so they kind of pivoted from making just regular software into ma- that's why their name's from software oh, okay and then they started making um Actual games. Um, actual games. Uh, they got famous for the Kingsfield series. Okay. Um, and then they made Demon Souls. Yes, and that was the first of the what are now known as Souls-like games. Yeah. Yes, yes. And um, there's really it's one of those things where it's like really the originator of something, so everything gets compared to it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, every every, every game is described as it's a Souls-like. It's game. a Souls-like. It's like what is it? It's like a Metroidvania, right? It's yeah. Like that term that. You kind of get what it means, um, but no one really knows. What it but is. no one really knows what it means. Um, a lot of a lot of games try to kind of get the formula mm-hmm. of what they do right. None of them. There's very few games, in my opinion, that do it. And well, what is so? Walk, walk walk the people through what is a what makes a souls what makes a game like that like a souls like game. What's the what's the magic what, formula that you all? Magic enjoy form- beating yourselves against the wall with so i think notoriously you will hear people say that they're they're hard right mm-hmm. that's the thing and i'm not going to say they're they're not hard um but i think i think it's more the design philosophy of how the game is made because they're made kind of like how old school games used to be so you know how you got you had like your super nintendo they're made like an old super nintendo game where you just kind of like you, you, ha- you learn by playing it you learn by playing it um and there's not uh, there's not a traditional save feature mm-hmm. in the games. Uh, there's save points, and when you die, you go back to those points. Those have gotten much more forgiving. Um, it used to be what was called like a boss run, right? Because there was only so many save points. So if you were fighting a boss, you would have this big oh this big huge run back. If you die, and you would go. Yeah. Um, now in the newer games. Um, it's not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elden Ring specifically had save points right outside every boss for the most part. Well, so good. you would just go right back to the front of the boss. Yeah. Um, they weren't like hard save points, but base- they were soft save points, if that makes sense. So you weren't able to do everything you would be able to do at a traditional point of rest, but you could just kind of like do yeah. the boss over and over. 
Um, Dark Souls was not like that. Um, Demon Souls was a very niche game, but it had it got a lot of it got a big cult following. And then Dark Souls was the one that really like catapulted them in. Yeah. And um, the combat in it is much slower. It's in Dark Souls. It's a it's very um, it's based on blocking, positioning, mm-hmm. uh, recognizing patterns, uh, how things work like that. Uh, Dark Souls. When Dark Souls came out, it really... What made that game more difficult than games out at the time is it slowed everything down. Mm-hmm. You really had to put a lot of... Th- you couldn't just, like, ooga-booga your way. Or, um, or buff your... Like, like buff one right. stat and punch your way through. Yeah. Like, you can do that technically, but it takes a lot. You have to know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, magic in Dark Souls 1 is pretty busted. If you spend a little bit of time like buffing your magic out, you can just one shot everything. everything. Oh, but cool. then again, you would have to know mm-hmm. how to do that. You'd have to know that's a thing. Um, but really, what makes the games too is the worlds that they're put into. Mm-hmm. Um, the way from software tells stories is your guy is usually you're just kind of like a dude. Yeah, and there's all this stuff that's like happening around you, and you happen to just get caught up in it. And you get caught up in it. Now, the lore, the lore of the games is super deep. Literally, like you, there is so much story, and there's Mm -hmm. so much everything surrounding it. But the way they tell their stories is, is be like if you were in the situation, you wouldn't know everything. You don't have all this knowledge. You have what you're willing to find out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and it it tells the story. Not through a traditional narrative where like no. there's a narrator or like there's a cutscene that shows right. it's exactly it's, it's all, you have to pick up items that like or books that yes. have people's and it's all very contextual storytelling if uh-huh. um, if that makes sense you walk around you find different things um, item descriptions and and you put the story together and that way you're able to get like the larger narrative together and they tell very like gothic existential kind of like horry mm-hmm. type uh, stories. And where that really came together is when they put out Bloodborne. Yes. And Bloodborne has a very, like, gothic, uh, like, aesthetic to it. It's very, like, um, I'm trying to figure the right words. You're very Bram Stoker, Dracula, very gothic. uh, Big (laughs) cathedral architecture. I was going to say Warhammer because Warhammer is gothic, but not. No, it's very, like, Warhammer-y. And where Dark Souls is a very slow paced game mm. bloodborne is very fast it um makes so there's there's only one like shield in the entire game mm-hmm. you're kind of penalized for using it oh really yes and it um it took so dark souls had like hundreds of weapons yeah bloodborne has like 30 okay but they're all trick weapons so they all do multiple things okay so they all have multiple forms they're all you can use them all in a certain way and they're all useful if you want to use them that way and they're all cool there's like um, there's a gun that's also there's a sword that's also a gun. Okay, of um, course. Yeah, and yeah, and guns play a big thing. You have a flame. Yeah, you can get a flamethrower. You can literally get a Gatlin gun. Okay. Uh, if you want it, there's a so there's the one. Uh, my favorite weapon in the game was the Kirk hammer. It was literally a sword, but on your back you had a hammer, so you could put it in and you could turn it into this giant like two handed like giant hammer weapon. Oh, that's cool. Or you could disconnect it and, and have a sword. Okay. There was one that was literally a stake driver. So you could use it kind of. It was a big on your arm, and it would literally like lock down a stake, and then when you punched, it like steam powered it out. Oh, like that's you, cool. Oh, there are some aggressively cool weapons. There's a scythe that like 
comes apart so you can use it like that. And you could like combo the attacks. So you could start with the weapon in one form okay. to hit it, transform it into the bigger one or the smaller mm-hmm. version, and you can combo people like that. Oh, okay, yeah, because, and I, th- I think too for the for, it's never from software from mm-hmm. so- from software games like like you said it's fast. I was gonna say for most modern games though, it's still a slower it's, pace. It's, it's slower paced. Um, it's quicker like because I know you play quicker. yeah you played the other yeah. Souls games so it's faster so it's faster than a Souls game yeah. but it's slower than a it's slower than like a Devil May Cry or yeah like or Bayonetta. Bayonetta. Um, but it's pretty fast and the fact is there's a mechanic in it that. If you take damage, but you damage them back within a time frame, you get your health back. Okay. So it rewards you for being offensive. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. And there's actually a lore reason for that, because you're getting covered with blood. Um, And your character... There is an aggressive amount of blood in this game. And it's actually kind of cool. You find the enemy, your character literally gets covered in blood. Blood. Mm -hmm. So you just get... You look like you're going (laughs) through it. Like Carrie? And yeah, oh no, it, no, it's it's a lot like Carrie, and you are fighting some like existential demons and monsters. Um, it's it's a very uh, it borrows a lot from um, the H.P. Lovecraft mythos too. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've kind of touched about that in some of our podcasts before. The idea of like the fear of the unknown, and that's something I love about Bloodborne's narrative because it gives you a lot of like kind of conclusions to things but mm. it, at the same time it doesn't give you definitive reasons sometimes yeah i get you but it plays into that like unknowing you're in you're in something that you can't comprehend mm-hmm. and forces that you can never understand are using you to do things yeah and but it's almost better that you don't know the reason why because that would take away some of the uh mm-hmm. mystery yeah and I think when we were talking about it, I told you I was going to do Bloodborne, I sent you a Bloodborne gif of what's called an Amagata. It's this big, It's like a big Cthulhu-like creature. And it, what they do, so they're all over the game, actually. They're on walls. They're these massive, like, brain tentacle creatures. Yeah. And they actually, their heads follow you when you walk across the map. They're constantly looking at you. Yeah. But there's a stat in the game called Insight. So the more things that you find in the game, like more lore chunks that you unlock, you gain mm-hmm. Insight. So they're always there, but you can only see them in the game after you reach a certain, a certain level of insight. Oh, that's cool. And then you realize they've been there the, the whole time. You just couldn't see the, them. Okay. So they literally, and then they become aware that you can see them. So they're, it, it's kind of like that. There's like these constant forces. And uh, the and this game, um, I, I won't go too much into like... Uh, the critical. It was a critically acclaimed game. It's. It's. Yeah, I don't think there's. I mean, if you don't like, I said it's difficult because, like you said, it requires timing time. and patience. Yeah. Knowing how, like it it, go, it harkens back to old video games mm-hmm. of learning Very boss much. patterns, it, learning how yeah. they move. Okay, like yeah. they punch, punch, punch. I do this. Here's a giant. The giant hammer. Move out of the way. Right. Okay, after the giant hammer, I can hit for five. Come back out. Yeah. It's kind of like loading up Ninja Gaiden on your NES, yeah. and you're just going to like, yeah, I'm going to play this, I'm going to wall jump, I'm going to do mm-hmm. this. It's like that kind of philosophy to it. Um, so, the really, so, the kind of, how this game starts is you are, your your character is dying, and uh, you go to a city called Yarnum, uh-huh. and basically you make a contract with this dude, because you hear that in Yarnum they have this blood healing 
Mm. That if you go there, you don't really know what it entails, but you're going to get some sort of infusion and it's going to heal you. And basically you're on death's door, you make it there, this guy finds you and he's like, hey, I can help you out, but I'm going to make a contract with you. And you have to sign this contract in order for me to do this. Yeah. So this is, a, this is a clever way. This is your character creator. Because uh -huh. as you're filling out the contract, you're, you're creating your character. Okay, that's clever, yeah. One. Yeah, it's, no, it's a clever little deal. Um, so the long and short of it is is that you become a hunter. Mm -hmm. uh, that's part of your deal. You learn that you're in this town this, uh, of Yarnum, and it is has a problem. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, townspeople are being turned into beasts, these werewolf-like creatures. Uh, the inhabitants that aren't quite beasts are kind of midway. They're losing it. Mm. They're literally in the streets hunting the beasts. They're uh. crucifying them, burning things down. They're very. They're on the breach of insanity. People are turning into monsters, mm -hmm. and it always gets worse at night under the full moons. Uh, okay, that makes sense. it's a very. And they're kind of like so. Basically, um, what they do is you. You've signed this contract, so you've been healed, but now you're a hunter. And your job is you've got to go um, kill beasts. Uh -huh. And basically, um, you the first time that you die in the game, you go to the hunt, what's called the hunter's dream. And it's this kind of like different plane of existence. And I'll explain why that exists. exists. But basically, you have been trapped in this circle. Or a, a cycle, excuse me. And you are going to keep coming back to life until you uh, find the pale blood and uh, transcend the hunt. You are being sent to kill something in specific. You're not sure what it is, mm. but if you go kill it, you end your hunt, you end your contract with yeah. whatever it is. And inside of this dream, there is German, who is known as the first hunter. He's this old guy, he's in a wheelchair. Um, he kind of like explains things to you. And there is this doll, and uh, this doll is inanimate, until you get a little bit of insight, and then the doll starts like talking to you. Oh, uh, okay. And she is the best girl. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she has a Russian accent or some sort of like yeah, Eastern <laughs> European. European accent. And she is who you talk to. She levels up. She's your buddy. Okay. Through, uh, through this whole thing, and uh, you find out that other hunters have been in this dream before. But when you're taken out of the dream, you become basically like mortal again and can die. Um. So, but you die, come back, die, 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 come back, die, and come back until whatever it is that you're trying to do. And there's going to be like this big blood move. Mm -hmm. This, the, so this night, so you're doing they the the reason you're here is to do something. Yeah. And basically, you obviously complete your things. You kill a bunch of shit. Yeah. And eventually, you complete your goal. I'm going to kind of go into what that is. And really, it's up to you if you want to find out why it's like this um and so now i'll kind of go into the lore and plot of why yarnum is a <laughs> and literally it is literally it's giant cathedrals it's in the atmosphere in the game is because it starts at like it's getting close to tonight like it's that kind of like late afternoon october -y, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that kind of and literally, you walk outside, and you just see these massive cathedrals. And there's, like, giant stone statues everywhere. And then you just hear this blood-curdling animal scream. And that's the beast. Oh, that that's I... the beast. And it's, like, such good, like, atmosphere. Because you're like, oh, this place is spooky. 
Mm-hmm. And um, they're obviously like, they worship weird things here. And the reason being, so Yarnum originally was just kind of your regular gothic town. Yeah. And the denizens of it found these tunnels underneath the city. Okay. And they found uh, this whole, basically it was a whole other city that was buried underneath them. And in it were, like, these horrors, these, like, monstrous, uh, just all kinds of, like, beasts and unexplainable horrors down there. And they realized that there was another race that had lived down there at some point. And they were worshipping something. And they realized that there was something called the Old Ones that used to be down there with them. The Great Old Ones, as they called them. And that at some point, this race of beings had left. Okay. They had transcended to another state of existence and had left the previous um, civilization. Okay. That civilization had been buried over, and the question is why. So they kept digging deeper and deeper and deeper until finally, basically at the bottom of this, they found an old one that hadn't left. Oh, okay. There was a Breedis, daughter of the cosmos, and she had been left behind. Oh, do they explain why? Or? They don't explain why. She uh. she didn't make it. So they find this being from uh-huh. like the co- like the outer cosmos. The outer They're being. like, hello, what is uh. the what are you? Yes. And um, there was a school called Bergenworth, and Master Willem was the was the provost of the college. Uh-huh. And so they find this thing, and they're like, huh. So they can't they can't obviously communicate with it. So they're trying to figure out how to transcend because they're like this whole race basically transcended the mortal plane and got above maybe we can like figure out how to talk to this thing so basically they they try to like experiment with it they try to talk to it and believe it or not we can't understand the language okay of the old ones so it's very much this very, is very very much cl- yeah, like, she she's not like hostile but She's just kind of there. there. Okay. And basically, the old ones start trying to communicate with us. And there's this guy called Runesmith Carroll who is able to transcribe the, the what he hears, the whispers in the dark, into symbols. Okay. And if you're able to tra- like put these symbols on your brain, like etch them onto your brain, you unlock special powers and stuff, which is the upgrade system okay. for the for the game. You find what's called Carol Rooms everywhere, and okay. basically you memorize them, and there are the whispers of the great old ones. Okay. And so they start kind of experimenting with things on Abridus, and they start experimenting with the blood that Abridus has, and they realize that if they give this blood to people, it heals diseases, Okay. but it starts to mutate people. Okay. And they're like, is this the way to get to a new form of existence? Kind of like, is this, is this like the human, like, is this, is this the next step? Yeah. So in Bergenworth, Master Willem doesn't think so. He thinks they should not touch the blood. They shouldn't use it. I mean, Their adage is fear the old blood. Okay. Don't. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. As well as you should. I feel like we always start. Yeah. This is kind of reminiscent, really, not to sidetrack you. So there's a book I'm reading called Leech. Yeah. And it's about this. They find, like, they they find this thing in, like, this cave. Yeah. And it gets on a dog. Mm-hmm. and that, So it's very much the thing. 
But it's also kind of like that because you're the point of view you're told from is that you're also this like a version of this thing. Yes. So it control. So what it does is it it's a it's a leech. Uh, mm-hmm. So like a, like a venom parasite. Yeah. And it is essentially is in charge of it. It controls all the doctors. Oh. In town. Yeah. And it's all gothic too. But yeah, so they and so he can, can he can connect with his br- the other hymns. So he'll be like dealing with the case, and then he'll go into his brain and talk to his other selves. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and kind of like that, like, but that's the that's his thing. So he comes from this like it's called the institute. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. that kind of a thing where you start fucking with things you shouldn't. And then yeah, like, yeah, and that's so that's what they start. So they, he, Master Wilhelm goes, we should not touch this thing, and basically he believed that human humanity can transcend like the great old ones did. But we can do it by getting more eyes. Okay. Eyes inside of your head. We're gonna get insight. We're gonna big brain our way. Okay. So we you. So do you have to collect the eyes? We'll come back uh, to that. Yeah. Oh, there are some bad things that happen. But he has a um, an, uh, an apprentice essentially named Lawrence, and Lawrence believes no, we can use the blood to that should be the way humanity transcends and so now we have a divide so we have a divide so master Wilhelm basically stakes bergamoth is in this forest it's on this what's called the moonlight lake and he just kind of sits there in his wheelchair thinking trying to like transcend uh-huh. and he's like in the uh lawrence is like no we need a more practical solution if we're actually going to like evolve as a species so he takes the blood and at this point, they're finding more things of this ancient civilization in these tunnels that, like, um, that the, uh, they're called the Tumerians, I believe, was the race that lived alongside the, the great old ones. And they're, okay. like, all died. And they're kind of like, well, what happened to them? Mm-hmm. But they find more things that kind of let them commune with the great old ones. Okay. And, like, understand them better than A just... little bit. And the great old ones start trying to, like... So, as it finds out that the great old ones, they constantly try to to procreate to okay. get kids okay and they can't okay they they constantly try to like come and like mate with humans okay and they never works well but the abominations that it spawns leave umbilical cords uh, okay okay so those are also you get these umbilical cords okay and uh, so they're they're kind of so they're well and we're, we're gonna come back to that but that's something the great old ones want they want the umbilical cord they back. will know they want oh the offspring because they can't like reproduce naturally and they're trying to reproduce with humans and they can't get their kids to come out right to, to, no, to come out right so uh, lawrence takes the blood and he forms what's called the healing church <laughs> now the healing church kind of shows up to yardum Okay. And around this time, a plague breaks out. And the healing church says, hey. We can take care of it. We can take care of it. Okay. Now, where the plague came from is very much insinuated that they caused it. Like uh, releasing a disease because you have the medication. They the disease for a medication. So basically, they they create this uh, disease, a plague, and they show up and they have the cure. Of course. And it's blood. So they start just pumping blood into people. And it's it so it's like addictive. So once you get your first hit of it, it like heals you 
and then you start to feel really good. So they, it said that they produced more blood than they did alcohol. And you have to go to the healing church mm, in okay. order to get this. They quickly take over Yardum. And they start kind of like, people start kind of like worshipping the deities where they think the, the blood yeah. comes from. And then around this time, beasts start popping up. Mm-hmm. So town. they've created their own problem. They created their own problem. So this blood, while it does heal you, is constantly turning men into beasts. But the church doesn't want people to know this. Yeah. So they create in secret the original hunters. And the hunters go out and they like kill people in the middle of the night. Yeah. And they kill people that they think might be getting sick. Not even people that are are sick. sick. Okay. So people get real scared of these guys. And there's also what's called the choir. Okay. Um, And the choir is like experimenting. They're like the kind of like the intelligence arm. And then there is the um, School of Mensis. Yes. And they are they are a lot like Bergenworth. They're like the Bergenworth wing. Oh, the, 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 the academic yeah. side. But they kind of start doing their own thing. They kind of break off from the church and kind of start doing things in secret. Um, that's never good. That's that never goes. good either. Because now they're all trying to kind of like do the same thing. They all want to like ascend to the next level but they've all got various ideas of how we're going to mm-hmm. get there so as these eventually they can't really hide the fact that there's beasts anymore and there's what's called old yard and they basically just shut the gate one day because there's this huge gate that connects them. yeah and, and they, they burn just go it by. down because oh. they're like we gotta stop it yeah. So they just lock everyone in it. And they, they torch burn it. it down. Oh, okay. So now the people know, like, things are bad. So they're helping with the hunts. So now they create a new hunter wing. And mm-hmm. the hunter wing is this more much more like public facing because they're like, maybe we can get the people to help. And that's where you're, um, you're, you're the guy who's in the dream is he was like the first hunter and he was very he would go across the bridge from the great cathedral he'd go out fight the beasts come back come back and everyone was like the the townspeople started joining in but now by the time that you showed up things are bad bad like there's not a whole lot of just people left oh everybody's either turning the animals or, or monsters or they're dead oh they're losing their minds yeah they're, they're still out there hunting okay. but they're right on the brink they're they're just killing things there's like like I said, they're just crucifying beasts, lighting things on fire. Okay. They created these like giants in order to like fight the beasts, but they're just kind of wandering around. Oh, okay. This is like mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah, they've created these giants, and um, what has also happened at some point is um, the vile bloods. The vile bloods were also very. They were hunters that instead of drinking the blood from the great old ones, were like, well, what if we drunk the blood of other hunters oh so they started killing they started like, killing them and started taking their blood and drinking it and they hang out in what's called uh Kanehurst castle oh that's cool they're 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 vampires oh uh, okay and there was like so they so that was going down while everything else was going down and there was like this big like holy war mm. but eventually they killed all of the vile bloods but the queen they couldn't kill the queen but they basically sealed her in a t- uh, like in, in a in, tomb in, or something um in Kanehurst castle she's at the very top and she's guarded over by all eternity by Master Ligarius. He just sits there because um, he doesn't want anyone to be able to reach her. Yeah. 
And that's a whole optional area in the game. And actually, that was part of the PvP system because you could join the Vilebloods if you wanted. Oh, okay. And that whole thing was about what you would do is if you joined the Vilebloods, you could invade other players' games. Oh, and come And in. you could kill them, and then you would take their blood and you would bring it back to the Vileblood Queen. Oh, that's cool. So that was like the the, the player killing mechanic. Yeah, uh, mechanic. And you could also get it from killing NPCs. So if you kill NPCs, you take their blood and you bring it to the queen, and then she drinks it. Oh, that's, that's cool. so that was like a player killer, and you get rewards for doing that. So there's different covenants in the game that you can join. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, that, and that you could join, and some of them were like PvP related and things like that. And that was one. And the battle bloods are the cooler. Yeah, no, <laughs> those are the edgy because you're like creepy vampire. Yeah, no, they sound they sound like a cool uh, faction from that group. Yeah, they're they're really cool, and then. So basically, the more they try to commune, they like got in touch with what's called the emissaries, and they're they look like gray aliens. Oh, okay. And they like hang out and they like just kind of like talked. There's things called the living failures. Oh. Because <laughs> they they keep trying to like experiment on humans and create these things. Eventually, the emissaries came down and started like talking to them. And uh, where they get closer is Mensis. So Mikolash is the leader of Mensis, and they basically took over this, like, township that's right next to Yardum. Okay. Oh, they started doing some things. <laughs> they started kidnapping people. Oh, that's not and good. just experimenting. Okay. And basically, they believed that they were able to successfully create a life, a, a great old one mm. child. Oh, but they were able to facilitate it. Okay. And they do it by, like, they commit this giant group suicide. Oh, it's, and, like, like, they kill up. a shit ton of people. Like, they literally murder, they merge into this giant, like, abomination. And they retreat into this, like, dream state. Because that's where the Great Old Ones live. They live in, like, this dream plane. Like an astral plane, almost. Yes. So, basically, what you kind of learn, what you're being sent to kill, is a being called Murgo. Okay. Who is a child of a great old one who was successful. Okay. And the re- so the whole game, you can hear this baby crying. Oh, it's like an actual... This is the baby. Oh, it's a baby. But you can hear it crying. Okay. The more insight you get, you just hear it crying sometimes. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, it's... So it's, the, it, it's everywhere. So there is this baby... So that's what you are trying to kill, is this baby. Okay. And, um, so it's really creepy because you'll just be here just random wind. Maybe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically you have to go into the nightmare that Mensis created where this baby is living before it can come down and mm-hmm. actually come into like the physical plane. And the reason being is you're in the hunter's dream because there is another being called the moon presence. Okay. And the moon presence has basically trapped hunters in the hunter's dream. And forces them to do things to it, otherwise it won't free them. And it wants the baby dead. Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't say why it wants it dead. It if it's want. jealous. Yeah. If it just hates the other old god, uh, the formless Odin, because formless Odin is just going around trying to fuck everybody. <laughs> and they normally die. Oh, they normally die or creep. There's so this. You can save characters who are kind of like sane still. Yeah. And one of the, and there's this church you can send them to where they're kind of like safe, and um, 
you can find this girl who's like a prostitute and you have to do these certain things and gradually she starts feeling weird oh no and if you come back she's like pregnant oh that's not good and if you come back again Mm. she's given birth to like this like slug creature thing word and she did not and she's like crying and it's like crawling at her trying to be like mom oh Oh, no that's not good and then uh, well you can kill the slug thing uh, and then eat the umbilical cord oh so part of the things you can do is you can find the umbilical cords of the failed and those give you tons Mm. of insight Uh, into like what's going on yeah and um basically once you make it to this dream you have to fight Murgo and Murgo's wet nurse and Murgo's wet nurse is a terrifying boss. It it spooks you bad. It really? like it does this attack where it makes the whole screen go black. Oh, that's and then good. it like phases at you really slowly, and it's got all these really slow like um like attacks with like these knives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, basically, it's guarding a crib, and there's nothing in the crib. Okay. There's just but you hear the baby crying in the crib. And uh, I want to shout out. So the music, so music really only ever kicks in in Dark Souls games in the boss fights. Yeah. Oh, and this, this, the music is always amazing. But the mm-hmm. music in this, in this boss fight, when you find the wet nurse, is like this, like children's like lullaby. Oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah. So you're like fighting it while this thing is like coming out of the darkness. And, oh, I was like, yes. the first time. I was like, oh my god, what's going on? <laughs> it's jumping at me, and. Um, you can uh, you obviously kill it and it kills the uh, the child, and you go back to the hunter's dream. Uh-huh. And the hunter's dream now this this workshop this is really the only nice place in the whole. It's like this is your like area for spite. It's on fire now. Oh shit! And it's on fire because the moon presence has like it's done. You've mm. completed why you're there, and you can actually get three endings. Oh okay. So if you just want to get out, German. So German is trapped. Okay. He essentially approached the moon presence. He was in love with another hunter. Okay. And she was killed. She, uh, she died. And then he was, like, heartbroken. And he created the doll. The doll looks like her. Oh. And he basically was like, I would do anything to, to get her back. back. So he got seduced by the moon presence who kind of promised him... To bring her back. To bring her if. back if she served him. So he is stuck in this dream forever. He can't get out. Okay. So he... But he gets, like, talked to the doll. Mm-hmm. But so he is, he is... He is enslaved to the moon presence forever. So there's a... So basically, if you... You basically... He has to kill you in the dream. Mm-hmm. Then you, you are woken up in the real world. And you can just leave the city. That's one of the endings. Okay. The other ending is you're like, no, I don't want you to kill me. I'm going to fight you. So he basically, he gets out of his wheelchair and he takes out his like cool ass scythe and you have this anime battle in like this oh, giant, cool. oh, it's this giant field and there's like things, there's like flowers falling. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very cool. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. Yeah. And that's good because if you beat him, you set him free. Oh, okay. So you set him free now. If that happens, the moon presence comes down. Because the moon presence doesn't like that you have done this. Yeah. So it comes down and it will... So depending on what you've done, one of the endings is it will embrace you. You get hypnotized by it, embraces you, and now you have become... German. Yes. Okay. Now you are in the wheelchair 
a doll is taking care of you and you are now facilitating the dream for whatever it is that the Moon Presence wants another hunter to do now. Okay. The third ending is if you have um, eaten four umbilical cords okay. that you have found throughout the game, you have achieved enough insight Basically, you know enough about what's going on that when the moon presence comes down, you have a high enough willpower that you're not seduced by it. Okay. And you fight it. Oh, and that must be a fun boss battle. Yo, it's very fun. And if you kill it, you actually transcend and you become an uh, older god. And you have transcended. Oh, okay. You become like this squid thing. Oh. Uh. So it's a, there's really no like... I suppose that's like the good... I mean, but you've actually done what everyone's been trying to do. To do. And, um, so, so there's, so that's like the main, but there's like so much peripheral stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Cause at one point you have to go talk, uh, you have to go to Bergenworth, the school where they originally learned. And because their whole thing was eyes, uh, they tried very hard to get eyes on. They've been transformed into like these like big flies. Oh, uh, these big like heads that. and they have all these eyes. Oh, uh, I don't like that at uh, all. Cause they get to the thing where they would cover their actual eyes yeah. and try to get eyes on their brain. Okay. So they were trying to like, oh, they did some weird things, and they basically there was this spider called Rom the Vacuous Spider, (laughs) and it basically you have to it and it's covered in eyes, and you have to kill it, and when you kill it, you you get a ton of insight and you're able to see a lot more things because it was basically hiding a bunch of knowledge. like men's like so the men's is the school of men's that did all the things mickle ash who's just a dick of a boss he literally you're in this giant like library mm-hmm. and he just runs away from you the whole time like oh. <laughs> he, he's literally just a dude yeah he just... runs away going oh because he's crazy but he's like the eyes we need more eyes Ugh, and they're just not... they put these cages on their heads that they could think more like they're they're some uh... wild shit and uh just like the architecture that you find, and like you find they were experimenting on people, doing all of these just horrendous things. Um, and then the DLC dropped, and uh, the DLC is very cool because it is the idea that in the Hunter's Dream, the Hunters did something so horrible mm-hmm. that they locked it away from the memories in this dr- like in the dream. Okay. And they locked it away from everybody because they didn't want anyone to find out what they did. Okay. So if you want to, you can go find out what they did. That and, was so bad. And what do we find out with, with the... Yes, they had found a great old one uh-huh. that had actually given birth oh. to a child, but it had died in childbirth. Okay. And they basically, because it had washed up on like this coastal town, the inhabitants of it were turning into like... They like fish kind of like people because they were oh like that it. one HP Lovecraft exactly. So the hunters showed up, just experimented on the dead mom. They experimented on the baby. They experimented on all the people. The people, and then they killed them all, oh. and they threw them all down this well. Oh, and basically the dream is locked up in all these different like sections to get there, and it's mm-hmm. guarded by the girl that uh, the doll is based after. That's where she went. Um. She basically banished herself. To basically guard their crimes against people finding out what they did. So you have to fight her, you have to kill her. Um, and then you get through the dream. And then you have to fight fucking the Orphan of Cost. Well, you have to fight a couple things, but the Orphan of Cost is the final battle. And it 
that battle is wild because it's on a beach. Okay. And it's, you see the giant moon and you see the corpse of the great old one. Mm-hmm. And it's just there. So it fights with its placenta. Oh, it grabs, because it's like, a, it's this like baby that doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. So it just, you, like yells at you. And then about midway through it starts growing wings. Oh, that's not good. Oh, and it's got this giant like placenta thing. And it's just like swinging it at oh, you. Yeah, oh, no, it is nasty. <laughs> it's a great fight. <laughs> um, so you kill that and then and that's why when you're fighting things and the more blood you get on you it heals you back is because everything is filled with the blood of the old ones that was the healing blood um, so that's where that mechanic comes through that the more hurt you get the more you get back and there's like like I said there's tons of side characters and side lore and side quests in it like in old you have to go in the old Yarnum at some point and um you uh, there's a hunter that's there who's like yo we did a lot of bad things Mm -hmm. and i feel like we did it to these people so he hangs out with the beasts and he tries to get you to stop killing them oh because he's like these are people we did this yeah this is our fault for the experiments yeah and now you're just kind of like (laughs) walking through yeah and then so you go there you kill like there's witch in it like there's witches you have to fight that live in this old creepy farmhouse in the woods. Like, there's a bunch of it, just the visuals and mm-hmm. uh, the spookiness of it is all so good. Like, when you go to Canehurst Castle, it's big in the snow. There's, like, the people there have become, like, because they drink so much blood. Uh-huh. They're, like, giant, like, mosquitoes almost. So their uh-huh. their bodies are, like, like bloated. Uh, with blood yeah, no, and they like suck it out of you and they get bigger and bigger and they jump on your back and they like bite you down and they like blow up like a mosquito it's yeah oh you, like that. No. you see some absolute horrors um and uh there's literally like these things that look like Frankenstein monsters that were created to fight the beasts oh that's kind of fun and they walk around so you literally then there's the werewolves and you can even like become a werewolf if you want to oh, you can like give in it's a special rune you get and you kind of like give in to the beast inside of you and you can like become uh, a well, beast yeah. essentially and you fight like that you can be uh, a vampire you can even uh, become part uh, a uh, like great alien because they start communicating with the aliens Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, and in the uh, Nightmare of Mensis, because uh, they believed that uh, you could talk to eyes, they literally found a great old one. They found it, they chained it up. It's literally this giant brain that's just covered in eyes. And you can cut its chains, and it falls down. And you literally can, like, look at it. And literally, if you look at it for, like, five minutes, like, like doing this, like, some sort of, like, uh, like emote. Yeah. That's, like, a communication thing. Uh-huh. You, you get an achievement. Because like it's because it, it's like learning how to like talk to it. Because oh. you're like oh, so there's like a lot of cool. That is cool. Like it's a lot more interactive. Because I feel like that's the thing about the Bloodborne games is or not Bloodborne, but just like like Dark Souls and stuff. Yeah. Is it if you're in it for like the traditional like point A point B, we just no. fight through everything. Yeah. Then you're gonna be kind of disappointed. But it's cool. There's a lot more interaction with the world. Oh yeah, no, it's very much how much you want to like no. delve into it. Because it's very much you were just this dude who was sick. You heard that you could get some help here, and by God, you're in over your head. Yeah, you signed up for the deal. You signed up for a deal, so you're just going through it. But if you you can like find out, but at the same time, you can't know everything. Because it is literally... The whole problem is that these different forces, these different... All have their own agenda. All their own agendas, but they didn't even really know what they were messing with. Yeah. It was so far beyond them anyway. 
and um, so you can do all of that. There's uh, yeah, there there's all kinds of um, interesting um, factions you can join. You uh, you can join basically with like the neighborhood watch that was going killing bees. So you do these things, you bring them back stuff. Um, and then uh, there's what's called the Numerian Dungeons. And so basically underground where they had originally went mm-hmm. to find... Uh, the old ones. The old ones. You can go down there. And it's these other uh, procedurally generated. Uh-huh. So you delve down and you go deeper and deeper and deeper. And you get better rewards and better oh, upgrades. Cool. You can just constantly do that. A dungeon delve and, or whatever. And dungeon delve. And there's a ton of... There's like literally tons and tons of... Um, like unique bosses and like lore stuff you can find down there. You you can find Queen Yarnum, and Queen Yarnum it is it was a Numerian who is very um, very strongly suggested gave birth to to, to baby Margot at some point. Uh-huh. And uh, that boss has cream. She wear literally wears like this like white dress, but like all in her stomach is stained red from where like the baby came out. Oh, oh she's not happy that uh, you're trying to kill her baby. No. And then you do, and basically what you learn is the Numerians did the same thing the Yarnums did. They had the Great One's blood. They messed with it. They literally turned into monsters. Monsters, and then their whole society was literally just built on top of, and it was underground. And um, like I said, it's very you find out there's like and the side stories you go into. So you find this vicar who um, turns into a werewolf. Okay. And this is very cool because you don't realize he's going to turn into a werewolf till halfway through the thing. And when he bursts into the werewolf, the music like doubles, like it goes double time. Oh, that's cool. And he starts jumping around. Man. But there's little stuff, so you can find out that uh, you've basically beforehand, if you talk to the this little girl who's hiding in this window, mm-hmm. you find out that that's actually her dad. Oh, okay. And that the the mom there's. Uh, there's uh, like the mom's dead, and that. Oh, what was it? He has. She has this music box that her dad gave her. So uh-huh. if you get this music box from the little girl and go fight him, yeah. If you play the music box, it stuns him. Oh, that's cool. Because he kind of like yeah, oh, like it brings him back, and then um, this little so you can go back. And she and you find out that her older sister had like gone out to like find the dad, and they all died. But you have the option to tell this little girl that if her dad's coming back, or you uh-huh. can lie to her. And basically, if you like, e- either way, she tries. She leaves the house to try to find, yeah, to find the dad. So later on, if you're in the sewers and you kill this big pig, uh-huh. it drops an item, which is a piece of her clothes. She got, um, she got eaten by the the pig because she was trying to find her dad, and she got eaten in the sewer by this giant. Uh, well, oh, it's filled with it's, it's filled with. There's nobody's having a good time. <laughs> I think so. I guess it would be safe to say this is grimdark. Oh, it's very grimdark. And for like we've talked about, for anybody who doesn't know, grimdark is usually there's. Some kind of fucked up twist. Oh, and everything. That, you know, it's like, oh, they ate, oh, it was their baby the whole time, or whatever. Yeah. Whatever it was. Pretty much the only person who can get a happy ending is you, essentially. Yeah, no, they've delved too deep. And that's usually how it is with the Mm -hmm. old ones, stories, right? Yeah, they've delved too deep. H.P. Lovecraft usually ends bad. Oh, no, there is. And, like, there's, like, so you're kind of bringing survivors back um, to this church. And you just hope they all kind of come out okay. Yeah. And uh, there's this one guy who's obviously a cannibal. (laughs) 
And if you bring him back, and you can stop him, like you can kill him, but if you don't kill him, he will literally one by one kill everyone you bring back. Oh, that's kind of well. That's cool from a mechanic standpoint. Oh, from a from a mechanic standpoint, because he's like, who's killing these people? Yeah, that's wild. And he'll literally do it till everyone's dead. Oh. But if you don't kill him first, if you bring him back. Yeah. Could you would you literally find him? He's literally in this pile of bodies. He's like, oh, hey, what's, what's going on? Yeah, don't ignore these. And basically, the side quests are really cool because there's no giant question mark, you know, to go do things. You find characters who are doing things. Mm-hmm. And then you can meet up. And then they basically, when you do events, it moves where they are and what they're doing in the game. So you can meet up with them again mm-hmm. and they literally complete their whole side quest yeah. arc. Or you could see them once, never see them again, have no idea where they go, or find them yeah. dead later, or not interact with them at the beginning at all, and then find them in the later. middle. Yeah. Yeah, doing things. Like they do things and you the whole world is happening Around regardless yeah. of what you do. You're just a part of it. So there's a ton of characters and a ton of little little side stories that like you wouldn't necessarily even know about. You could play it a ton of times and just find this random dude, d- yeah. dude doing something. That's yeah. cool. It's it, it's really cool. It's it's uh it's one of my favorite games. Uh, really, the the atmosphere that it brings out is really second to none. It mm. um, it like and like you find like when you're in the hunter's dream because that's where they hide all the things they don't want people to know. There's yeah. this asylum where they were experimenting on people. Of course. And it's literally just like people who are like in um straight jackets. In straight jackets, but they were trying to put eyes on them. Uh, so their okay. heads are all like bulbous and like they're just in a bag and they're like just pulsating on the ground. They give a lot of uh <laughs> experience points to you if you just whack them a bunch of uh you're kind of a a, a psycho murderer too, but I mean, you know. But yeah. But um but that all said, it is if you like gothic horror it is very much gothic horror. it is if you like lovecraft if you like gothic horror if you like big spooky worlds with tons of like uh me to dig into and for, from a gameplay perspective it's one of my favorites in the series um elden rings right there but um the weapons are cool the the fashion in the game is like these are cool like coats and hats the hat yeah which I was going to say, I think I showed you pictures of uh, the Empire of the Vampire book. Yeah, it's the Tricorn. Yeah, the Tricorn with the big jacket and the face mask. Mm-hmm. Just like, I feel like I'm pretty sure he took that from... Oh, I'm yeah. Bloodborne was very kind of influential in that kind yeah, of stuff. for gothic horror. Yeah, and literally it's a story about how you start out fighting werewolves and by the end of it you're fighting these cosmic, unknowable, like... Literally, it, it has everything. It has like... Almost like elf creatures that are like the Numerians, so like uh-huh. vampires, werewolves, gray aliens. Cthulhu is pretty much in it. You because those are like the Almogadas. You fight like you can fight this giant one, um, and it's just I, I think it's a wonderful game, and I think uh, especially in October, it makes a great uh, a, 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 a good great spooky story. Yeah, a great uh, a great experience if anyone hasn't played it. It's literally if, if you just. Uh, I beat it multiple times, but man, if you load that game up and you just leave it at like the the, the intro music part, uh, the menu music, my god, the intro music will uh, will get you. I'll play that for you, but uh, it's um <laughs> get copyrighted on our. Oh yeah, no, you sit there, and you go, oh, it's so good. I think that is that has always been a testament to blood to like those games is that they do have really good music and oh, stuff like that. It's very good, and I think I think there's not enough cosmic horror like there is in literature and things like that but at the same time i feel like it's hard to write because it's like 
you have to because right the like you said the big fear is the, the unknown. unknown and it's like well how do we write that which how do you write you that, that which we don't know exactly and that's that's where i think bloodborne like i said did a really good job because it gives you the it gives you enough to like you're like okay it wants me to kill this thing but it doesn't tell you why and i think in this context that's okay because yes. they are literally these beings who are beyond our comprehension just, we, yeah. we can't understand why it wants us to do this we just know that's what it wants so us to do yeah 100 percent. i get you and um it is yeah it's uh in my, in my opinion it's, it's a 10 out of 10 um and i recommend and i recommend it too for anybody who doesn't like uh the gameplay of like a dark souls because mm-hmm. they think it's, it's too slow um and it's pretty forgiving too, um, as far as its save points and stuff. None of the boss runs are, are, are too bad, and uh, it's uh, it's 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 just a good game. And uh, if you so to- so for you, did you did it appeal? Did you because we know I know that you've enjoyed Cosmic yeah. Horror before. So mm-hmm. did you? Was that what the big draw to oh. it for you was? Because I know you played Dark Souls yeah. before too. Well, I love. Well, yeah. It's it's the setting is is. Huge. I think that's a huge draw of the game because there's not. I think, like you said, there's not a ton of uh, games that really draw cost because it is very hard to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, or like you, you have to be okay with writing some shit. Yeah, like, oh, uh, you, you have to kind of go because, and it really is one of the best representations of like a Cthulhu type horror. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, because yeah, there's just not, I'm trying to think of like another because this the setting of this of, of an RPG I think is one of like the biggest hooks. So it's the fact that the setting is so good, the atmosphere mm-hmm. is just so good, the music is so good, and then combine that with the fact the gameplay is fast. It's really punchy. Like you get like the blood splatter right. The weapons, while there's not a ton of them, they're all cool. You can do a build for any of it. You yeah. can do magic too. Oh really? Uh, there's magic builds. Yeah, the arcane. So you can literally do. You can be like a wizard with a gun. <laughs> My God, you've got a gun. As we've all, as we've all wanted to be a wizard with the gun. Gun, yeah. So you can, so you can try some wonky stuff. Mm. That's just like, wow. What if I had a flamethrower and I had like, um, you know, the say I'm casting. It's called Call from Beyond. And that's the big spell, right? That's uh, yeah. That's like the earth breaking. Yeah. Blowed up. And um, it just fills a very specific niche, like for you. It kind of feels like um, I don't know, like you know, like kind of like almost like a uh, legacy of Kane kind of a vibe. Oh yes, I do remember legacy of uh love of, of Kane. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, legacy of Kane, almost like a, a Vampire of the Masquerade kind of like that <laughs> kind of like gothic-y. We've actually I've actually played Vampire of the Masquerade. Oh, the actual uh, the, the tabletop the, gu- the, the uh, the my tabletop friend game? Gunner and Jess. Yeah. Uh, Gunner damn the session for us. I always thought that sounded like a lot of fun. It was definitely interesting because it's not a lot of combat. It's no. not meant to be so for like. Uh, for like the people who play tabletop games like Warhammer, Dungeons Dragons, it's very actiony. Yeah. This is more how do I interact with yeah, the world easily, yeah. without well being a vampire, but also you know. Oh yeah, I know there's. Mm-hmm. Um, in honor of this, uh, for because uh, I know we mentioned there's not a lot of uh, cosmic horror. Yeah. Out in the world, I decided to look up some cosmic horror things. Ooh, so, good. so here are the fifteen best comic horror movies according to Collider. So don't yell at me. Oh yeah. 
Um, some of these I am familiar with and I totally forgot. Yeah. About one of them is uh, so I'll read the list too. Bird Box. Okay. I guess yeah. it is cosmic horror. Um, there's an unknown entity that yeah. like that's like causing people to die. Uh, there's the movie Black Mountain Side. I've never heard of that one. Uh, it's a horror movie with snowy weather. Uh, when it says when a group of archaeologists find evidence of a settlement in a remote part of northern Canada they uncover multiple artifacts and structures and unknowingly release a malevolent force uh, and then it kind of does the, like the crazy they go crazy yeah. and things like that uh, Underwater which I think is the most recent Cthulhu movie yeah because Cthulhu just shows up in that yeah at the end yeah you're like what <laughs> uh, at the bottom of the Mariana Trench is lies Cthulhu um, spoilers about that. That also has a uh, homegirl from Twilight. Yeah. Kristen Stewart. She plays the main character in that. Uh, the Mist mm, is considered is good. cosmic horror Yeah. Uh, what else? Pandorum. Okay, This yeah. picture looks kind of wild. Uh, anybody who does not know, it is a, a seemingly abandoned spaceship to astronauts who wake up from hypersleep have no recollection of who they are where they are what they're doing floating in the middle of space um they discover that there's some stuff on uh that's that's hunting them i okay i do remember this yeah okay i do remember this this movie so pandorum is just really fast they wake up and they discover that humans on so there's no other humans besides a couple and they're being hunted by like these like monsters from the descent yeah and you find out it's us. Oh. So, like, they became corrupted. They had this disease called Pandorum, which turns them kind of... Like, like, like the Bloodborne, like, yeah, the blood turns the them monster. into this thing. Yeah. So, spoilers for Pandorum, everybody. Uh, Splinter? Uh, if anybody knows Splinter. I think this is a movie with... Or is that Slither? Never mind. Slither, Slither. Oh, okay. Uh, a vicious Splinter's parasite that seeks victims to infect, turning them into hosts. Uh, Call of Cthulhu, 2005. Yeah. You got uh, the en- oh, is that the Endless, which is a 2017 movie. Uh, two brothers receive a cryptic message, luring them back to their UFO UFO death cult. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, with hopes that it would bring some closure, the brothers sets off to visit the place they sought to escape from. They are then forced to reconsider the cult's beliefs as a mysterious event is approaching. And they have to discover the truth behind everything before the they, the cult gets them again. Uh, the col- color of out of space. That's a Nicolas Cage movie. Is it? It's a Nicolas Cage movie, and it is a HP Lovecraft story. Oh, okay, yes, okay, it's that is a, a, it's a. It's a. Uh, they actually did a pretty good job. Really? It's actually pretty solid. Um, uh, was is it what is what giant octopus comes out of nowhere and eats n- us? Or? Nothing. It's actually just about this like it's literally the color. It's this weird like meteorite that lands. Uh, and it's this like color thing. thing. Oh, okay. And it kind of starts just mutating things around it, and then it le- like bad things happen, and then it, it just ends up disappearing. Oh. And it's the, the color out of uh, space. Okay. Uh, the ritual. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that is actually uh, Ashlyn's one of her favorite monster movies. Uh, big spoilers. It's a Wendigo. Um. But the design of it is kind of fucking crazy. Yeah. So it's like this giant, like wolf body with antlers. So it's a wolf body. So where the head, or like a, almost like a like a moose body, yeah. 
And then where the head would be, there's like a face and like these weird hands that yeah. come out. And then on top of the head, there's a headless torso yeah. that has horns, horns attached. To it. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. And it's all because they wanted to pour one out for the homie. Um, oh, no, yeah, no. Uh, the Empty Man, 2020. Uh, it is uh, focuses on a terrible and unfathomable evil. Uh, what is it? I'm trying to see if they can give me a little something here. Um, basically, I don't know. The picture they have is a dude finding this alien-looking thing, popping a squat. <laughs> Just taking a shit in your lot. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Uh, spring 2014. Uh, in the Mouth of Madness, 1994. Yeah, that's a good one. Then Annihila- Annihilation is a uh, Cthulhu book. Yeah. And then lastly, The Thing. The Thing. Oh, yeah, The Thing is very good. Um, I guess I'll add mine in there, which is I'm reading a book called the, uh, called Leech. Yeah. And this is the one I talked about. They find this Venom symbiote thing in... So, like, an apocalypse has happened, um, and humanity is, like, rebuilding itself, but it's, like, kind of set back to, like, the Lovecraft, like, yeah. Victorian era. And so, like, medicine, and so this dude, so this, like, symbiote that lives in, all, in this doctor, it is the doctor, it's, like, taking yeah. over the doctor, but he's, like, part of this group that, like, heal, they're, do- they're doctors, so they yeah. go out to these bumfuck towns and, like, they, just, yeah, they, they, they heal everybody, um, but they encounter, so they're mining, so that we've blotted out the sun, we have this thing called wheat rock, and we, it's essentially wheat that yeah. grows in caves. Oh, okay. And so while looking there, uh, this black ooze attaches itself so classic yeah so the way it starts is it kills the previous doctor so it kills himself it kills the the your character essentially yeah and he's like nothing can really kill me yeah so he's like what i should because he's like when i feel pain or when i'm dying i can feel it and then i know okay well i'm dying and then but in this case he's like i didn't know i died So he's called out to go take a look at it. And so in it, he pulls this guy's eye out. And in the eye socket, there's this, like, venom ooze uh, that he pulls no. out. And it's, like, like it's like alive. Well, and yeah, it's, it's pulsating. And then they go to look for it, and it gets in a dog. And they're trying to find a dog right now. It, 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 it's not like a thing. A yes. Bit, yeah. yeah, so they're trying to find a dog. Nobody knows what's happening. Yeah. There's, like, an evil baron. This old baron who's just this mean fuck. Bug. Like, oh, my son's a pussy and his wife's a whore and like, those, oh, yeah. why, why are we and yeah so they're like doing like so it's like this weird sci-fi horror fucked up and there's also a if you've ever seen the show uh, Love Death and Robots yeah. which is a it's like indie animation stuff they do a Cthulhu story oh, yeah, they Cthulhu. find a Cthulhu it's a special forces team fighting the terrorists in the Middle East and they like hide in these caves and, and the, the cave system leads them to Cthulhu that's actually a lot of fun. And so they, one guy dies, and the way you survive is you have to claw your eyes. She calls she, 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 she tears her eyes out. Yeah. That's and you know that's why it's hard to do because in, in writing it's so much easier to do cosmic horror because mm-hmm. it's like oh there was this thing and it was so horrible that, that you can't see you like, can't see it you're like oh and it lets your imagination go crazy yeah but when you're watching a movie they have to show something. what this thing is and if you look at it and it looks fake or it doesn't look like a mind you know like yeah that it, it it's just harder to do because. Because in Lovecraft's works and his actual books, 
He doesn't really describe the monsters all that much. He gives you like a basic. Like this, hey, this like a, like what uh, the, that one story about where the fish people come out of yeah. the ocean. Yeah, and, and and he'll give you like a thing, but it's really just more about your imagination goes crazy. Yeah, about what it really looks like, um, and uh, it's it, it's just hard to translate that. But there's been those are some good. I've seen some of those, and uh, there's some good, the, the color out of space is is quite good. Um, the Call of Cthulhu is always um, will be a classic. Uh, it's also a tabletop game. Mm-hmm. Call of Cthulhu. Call I don't Cthulhu. know if you have you ever played it. I've never played the tabletop game. No, but it, it has an interesting mechanic. So you don't. So basically, from my understanding, because I watched a couple of let's plays, if you fight, you you die. You're like mm-hmm. you're gonna die. Yeah. But essentially, the biggest thing is that there's like a, you have a madness meter. And you try not to go crazy. And you try, yeah, you they, you as the uh, the the DM or the game master, you're trying to like see if your character, your players can get out of this fucked up situation. Yeah, the situation without going crazy. Yeah, because in the end of the uh, Call of Cthulhu the book, that's what happens to everyone who sees Cthulhu kind of goes done. crazy. Which I mean, if you think about it, you probably would if you saw this primordial being. This primordial was... being who's just trying to <laughs> wake wake his way up. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, awesome! I thank you, Zach, for letting us about. I think I think Lovecraft, Lovecraftian horror, right, yeah. and all that stuff is a really fun. Oh yeah, kind of thing, and I think, I think it's an untouched. Like it, it obviously we have work there, yeah. but I th- like I said, it's kind of this untapped. Oh yeah. Of you know, it, it can lead to some really fun creativity. Oh. I think you could even argue, um, Nope is uh, yeah. cosmic horror. Yeah. It is a cosmic. And fun fact, actually, uh, the alien is inspired by Evangelion. Oh, yeah. One of the, one of the angels. The, the angels in Evangelion. Evangelion. A- Evangelion is very much a... It's like cosmic horror. It's it's like scary, but the things that they're fighting aren't causing the terror. No. It's, it's inside themselves. It's inside themselves, It's yeah. being 15. It's being 15, and you're fighting these things that yeah. just... Are there and your dad's fucking Get other bitches yeah t- telling you you're gonna fight in a robot and get the dream hunter <laughs> get the dream pretty much but no thank you zach for introducing i think that's a fun if you're okay with some disturbing you're gonna see a lot of disturb you have to be you have to kind of i mean it's an m-rated like horror based yeah RPG. game so you see so you kind of know you're not gonna be seeing some uh it's not animal crossing but <laughs> no no, no. i've noticed another thing too that he likes to do is a lot of like like the alien like whatever it is is trying to have sex with us yes and create well Lovecraft was scared of a lot of things he was scared of going outside he was like scared of existing <laughs> so much like Evangelion the horror wasn't what he was fighting it was more inside himself it was, oh it was very he had H.P. Uh, Lovecraft was a that's a whole different uh, <laughs> we can do a Laurie he, he had crippling night terrors he was afraid of everybody everything <laughs> women he was afraid of, he was really afraid of just like going outside and seeing people yeah and uh because that quote from him is that oh what is it it's the uh the, the oldest like human emotion is fear and the most strong fear is the fear of the unknown that literally summons up everything he tried to because that was he was literally afraid of everything so he was like how do i communicate this. How do I tell you I'm scared? I'm scared of everything. Yeah, you told me that it's like a metaphor. Oh, no, he was scared of, like, Italians. (laughs) I'm sure they're all lovely people. Oh, the Irish, he was, uh... 
He was scared. He was not a happy looking man either. I don't think I've ever seen a picture of the picture where he smiled. But he uh, he was he was sickly. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. This doesn't tell you. Uh... The most merciful thing in this world, I think, is the inability of the human mind to correlate all its contents. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of the infinity, and it was not meant that we should voyage far. My God! <laughs> oh no, he—I mean, he's a—he's a, a goldmine of quotes. Like that. Nobody <laughs> writes like that anymore. My no. God. At that point, you go get help. No, that, those are the words of a man. <laughs> hug. No, because he's afraid of you. He's like, oh, get away. Don't hug me, woman. Uh, what else? Uh, just going more. Warhammer has a lot of Lovecraftian. Yes. Um, uh, the, so there's there's these gods. One of them is named Zinch, the god mm. of the unknown and change. And all of his demons look like Lovecraftian. Okay. Like, a lot of eyes. A lot of eyes. Well, eyes are big. Eyes are a big Lovecraft thing. Uh, uh, seeing... What you're not supposed to see. The, yeah. Yeah. There's um. There's some things. <laughs> but no, his 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 influence just it it, it hits. It, it's kind of like that Edgar Allan Poe influence, where mm. just kind of like, or even Alex Stephen King, where there's just kind of like those touchstone where their works influence so Every, much of yeah. else. Like even not if directly, but in just some sort of like, like yeah, like you said, Lord of the Rings. Like oh yeah, oh, everything else. comes from Tolkien. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or, or, or Lovecraft's insane racism. Oh yeah, no, that was very real. He was not a. Not a welcome. Yeah, a, a lot of a lot of problems. Uh, if I can, if I can regale you with the story of horror that uh, I, uh, two, I have two stories that are kind of spooky. One of which is so I'm I uh, started watching the show called The Fall of the House of Usher. Oh yeah. Which is an Edgar Allan Poe story. Story, yes, it is. And the guy who did it directed The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. And the Haunting a Hill House guy was famous for, like, it's not the scene that, it's the, th- there's a thing that moves in the back. And that's what scares you. And that's what scares you. I'm very much a big fan of that. Um, oh, well, he gets, he has a good one in the first episode. So the story is about this pharmaceutical, like, baron, essentially. He, yeah. it's, a, it's a modern day retelling, but he, all three of his children have died. Yeah. They've been killed off by it. It's kind of, like, hinted that he's made a deal with the devil. Yeah. And the devil's coming to collect. And um, so he's telling the story about his mother and his mother. They were children of the rich man who lived on the block. Yeah. But he didn't accept them. And that's actually kind of a cool because all of his kids are diverse. Like one's black, one's like Native American, like one's like Indian, one's like white. And he says, I will accept all my children regardless of where they come because we weren't accepted. Right. And so his his mother's dying. She's like septic or something. And she's like, God will save me. And he's like, no, mom, we need to take you to a doctor. (laughs) And she's like, no, I will. Like, Jesus will save. Yeah. Obviously not. She like, ugh. Right. Right. So they go, fuck it. And they're like, well, what are we going to do? It's him and his sister. Yeah. And they go, so they bury her in the backyard. Yeah. And then uh, like the next, like that night. She's like her sister comes again. I mean, she's like, you need to come outside. Comes outside. The coffin has been torn apart. My God. And so they're in the kitchen, and it's like thunder and lightning, right? Yeah. And they're like, well, where is she? Because <laughs> her steps lead in the back of the house. Oh no, thank you. And so they're like, so they go in the house. I would not. Not really. I would run away. And so they're like, where's mom? Mom, mommy. And so like lightning flashes, and she's. She's behind him and grabs him and is like choking uh, him. But then she, he's like, "Mom, no, don't!" And so she didn't realize. Yeah. So she goes to the guy's house. Yeah. He opens the door like a friend of ours who <laughs> answered a phone call, and she proceeds to string. 
she proceeds to strangle this the the their her their wedlock daddy oh, and kills no. him and then she dies okay right. so she's he's telling this story to the like the state like the federal da trying to like and he's like he's like why are you telling me this he's like oh because my mom's standing right behind you oh. and he's like and it's actually a really good, well-written script because yeah. he's like, "No, you're a businessman. This like this is a power play. Yeah, you're gonna get me to flinch. Yeah." And he's like, "I'm not gonna flinch on you." Yeah. And in the in the back, you see, like because so the way that it's shot is yeah. it's very focused on the two characters, yeah. and in the background, you don't really see it's like intentionally like darkened, mm-hmm. and so you see a body turn and walk out of the screen, Street. and it was the mom, and I was like, "Oh, oh. that." It's one of those ones where the fear hits, hits you, you. Oh, like in the yeah. gut. Oh, no, that's good. It's uh. I was like, that's really good because that's like what sca- it's not the like. I jump scares are easy. It's scaring you with what you think. It's it's that it you like it was there the whole time and mm-hmm. they would have gotten you if you yeah. didn't you didn't know. That's why I like that kind of stuff. Uh, my second story is my dad terrifying me. I went to Mexico. There's these two pyramids where they were known for known sacrifices. Yeah. Um, the pyramid of the sun and the moon. We got separated as a family. We, like my parent, my my mom and my grandmother were on another side of like the area, and yeah. then me and my dad kind of wandered. And we and there's a trail that goes behind one of the pyramids. Yeah. And in in this like field of dry grass, there's a house. Oh. Like like oh, like, like like leather like Leatherface house. Like Leatherface with a chainsaw. And I kind of go. I went like, huh, that's strange. So we're walking, and we ended up like on this straightaway. Yeah. And my dad looks over his shoulder to talk to me, makes a face, and then just runs. Oh, Zach. Oh, the fear. I looked back when, and you know, like, when you see it, in my mind, I just saw a dude running at me from, like, across this fence, and I went, fuck this. Oh, I would have. Oh. Tyreek Hill wishes he could you run as fast. You could that fast with the devil <laughs> is chasing me. I thought I was, I could have ran, like, a four foot, four oh, flat. Oh, my. Obviously, there wasn't anything there. My dad didn't scare the living oh, shit out of me. I bet he was like, he was like, I did it! Oh, he was laughing like a maniac. And I think I was so, like, shut over. I wasn't, like, crying because I was scared. But it's like, you know when the adrenaline's hitting you? don't know you, what to do. So and you're just like, oh! And then, like, it, like yeah. just, so I think I started, like, doing that. That was probably the most I've ever been afraid. Yeah. <laughs> that was the scariest I'd ever been afraid. So, there you go. Now everybody knows Daniel's deepest, darkest secrets. Fear. Um, But... You know what isn't scary? Supporting our podcast. You can do that <laughs> by following us on social media, Instagram at Lori Time Pod, Facebook, Lori Time Podcast. Um, I have posted in our stories and stuff. We're still trying to finally get like a store put together, but we do sell stickers. If you are interested in one of our two sticker designs, as of this moment, go uh, message us directly on Instagram and we will work out how to have payment and all that stuff yeah. will work um we like i said i have just finished our newest sticker slash possibly shirt design i've sent it to you it's cool i think it's very cool um but thank you all for listening we are closing in on 900 listens and maybe we'll do something for a thousand hopefully we can hit a thousand by i think we'll probably say by december yeah, i think we, we we can and do like some big christmas slash <laughs> slash a thousand listens and Thank you all for being a part of this journey for us and yes, thank you. and allowing us the opportunity to talk about the things we like. Um, thank you again, Zach, for being here. We Anytime. did it. We did it once again. Uh, and when, I'm your host, Daniel. I'm your boy, Zach. Good night. Don't forget to get in bed before you turn off the lights. <laughs>